Hello, welcome to the Team Building Show for Canadians. I'm your host, Sandy McKay, and here at the Team Building Show, it's our mission to create high-level conversations and give you actionable concepts for you to go and implement in your real estate business right away. And before we get going here with our show today, uh, just a quick reminder to go over to our website, teambuildingshow.ca. Uh, there will be a link somewhere there. If it's not up today, it'll be up there sooner or later. Uh, hopefully, by the time you're seeing this in the future, there'll be a a list to jump on there where you can subscribe, make sure you get every episode and don't miss out, plus uh, access to a whole bunch of other things that we got going on and other content all around team building and helping you grow your real estate businesses. You can also go over to our Facebook page. Maybe you're watching on our Facebook page right now, but you can go there and uh, like the page, subscribe on YouTube, uh, iTunes, wherever you're listening or watching uh, to make sure you never miss a show. And Get in on all the action and uh, you can even chime in on Facebook uh, live as we're having these interviews and ask some questions if you feel the need for that. Um, really exciting show here today for our inaugural first episode. Really pumped and excited to have with us uh, amazing guest, Andre Chin. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get into who he is and what he's all about here through the show, but welcome to the show, Andre. So happy to have you here on the first show. Thanks for having me, Sandy. Appreciate it. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, uh, why don't we start out with uh, giving the listeners or the, the viewers here a little bit of a background on you and uh, who you are, how you got to be where you are today. You've been 10 years or so in the in the business. Um, yeah. Why don't you give us a bit about your story? Yeah, so so currently in my 11th year um, in real estate. Uh, so started at the tail end of 2009, you know, end of the recession. It was a brilliant idea to, to sort of jump in. Um, I didn't know any different. I, I, I got laid off from another company, another job due to the recession. We're a US-based company. And so I found myself without a job and, and started looking at real estate. Started primarily like most of us do, which is looking at investments and starting to figure out the investment world and, and how it could be a part of it. And it makes natural sense to sort of have the license. So did that jumped into real estate, you know, both feet in um, and uh, spent the first four or five years sort of as a solo agent. I had a partnership at one point in time in there as well. And and really, you know, I don't say run of the mill, but but not really plugged in into real estate at the highest level. And then about five years ago, decided that it was time for a change and time to really hit this thing out of the park and decided to start the team. And today we're 17 strong uh, total on the team. We're in three locations. We're on pace to do 180 units this year, and it'd be 1.1 million in GCI. Awesome, awesome. So I'm sure there's uh, been some ups and downs along the way to get to that, and um, you know maybe hit on a few of those here today. And uh, but that's amazing progress. Uh, you know, yeah. awesome stuff to hear, and uh, hopefully we can uh, inspire some people through hearing your story here a little deeper. Today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and now you're also a broker owner of uh, of the brokerage as well, right? Yeah, so so broker owner of the Kitchener Waterloo Cambridge Market Center here, uh, serving Waterloo region. We've got 165 agents currently in our market center, and uh, definitely definitely rebuilding the culture and rebuilding the brand out here as well. Awesome. So we'll touch on that a little bit too, probably. So you said you had uh, how many team members did you have now? You said you had 20. So we're at 17 now. 17. And yeah. so, and you're in a few different markets, right? You're primarily, yeah. I know, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, Cambridge, Hamilton, uh, maybe a few yeah. others all around that that area. So definitely been growing a lot. Uh, been exciting to watch that. What is your general, like, what does your team business look like? How many uh, admin support? How many agents? What's the model there? 
So, so we're running similarly to the MREA. We're probably a little light on the administrative side. I'm sure they're going to love to hear that because they want to hire. Uh, so we've got a director of operations and client care on the back end side of things. We've got two expansion partners. So one in Hamilton and one in Cambridge. Um, our expansion partners between the two of them, they've got eight of our agents and then the rest are in the hub. Um, so, so we're built on the, the millionaire real estate agent. Um, and the, the book that Gary Keller wrote for us, we built our team on that, on that model and system and then tweaked it for, you know, how we saw it working in Canada. It, it was really easy. I mean, I, I, sorry, I shouldn't say it was easy. It was simple in, in premise in that we were able to grab something, look at a roadmap, figure out our metrics, you know, through the different models and then basically just implement as we continue to grow. And then started looking at, you know, once we hit a certain point, we started looking at, well, what are the, what are the other big teams doing and how do you pivot from there? Cause we know that every market has a natural ceiling for business or at least so it seems right. You look at the top earner in any, every city and it's usually a particular number. We don't see them go much past that. So started looking at how can we create more opportunity? And when I look at, you know, my why and what I wanted to do in real estate, when, when it came to building a team, it was about helping others and creating opportunity. And I couldn't do that if my world stayed small. So started looking at some of the bigger organizations within Canada, within the States and across the world and started realizing that expansion was going to be the next biggest thing in real estate where we could provide our services across multiple cities and our clients would receive the same level of service no matter where they decided to go. Awesome. So lots of uh, lots of nuggets in there to, to chat about too and, and hit a little deeper probably. Expansion is really exciting. Um, I'm sure some of our guests would love to hear a little more about what that what that looks like for you, kind of what the, the model was there and how you uh, got to to that point where you're you know wanting to go into a different market and and uh, and have agents there. So if we go back to the beginning though, you said uh, you mentioned the millionaire real estate agents. You know, I, I'm hearing there's a model of some sort there that you're following, um, at least at least uh, somewhat closely. And so yeah. what's um what was the actually what was the journey for you really even getting towards having a team because you I know you've been even with a couple of different brokerages and you've uh, on a team even and you know ups and downs yeah. along the way I'm sure so what was that process how did you follow the MRA did you follow it at the beginning um, and uh, you know how did that no evolve? chance no chance kind of, kind of came out of the gate you know pretty busy um thought it was a good idea to, to message and call everybody that i knew find as many sphere people as i knew you know they say talk to your sphere first off i was at a different company um and and there was no guidance right i mean they, they started in the business at the time we still had phone books and uh desk phones and so they handed me a phone book handed me the desk phone and sort of said good luck and i was like well this this makes no sense i don't know what to do but but i did it anyway called everybody i knew went through my phone called every friend, every referral service, every mortgage person, every insurance person that I ever knew. And, and I had a really great first year. Um, I, I was one of the rookies of the year out of that company. And so coming into year two, I've got no systems, no models, no idea what I'm doing. Never heard the word lead gen before and, and probably have my worst year ever in, in business of any of the other businesses I've ever had. Fell flat on my face. Um, I think I did four transactions total for the year and kind of looked at that and I thought, okay, well, the, the solution has to be the company. So started looking around, um, started exploring opportunities and, and my, I, I got into a partnership because again, 
you know, you're not sure what you're doing. You have no systems and models. Someone says, hey, come along for the ride. Let's go fail together. You jump in and it sounds like a great idea. Uh, that person was at KW and they said, you know, you got to come to KW. You got to come to some training. You got to learn what we're doing over here. And uh, and so I did. I came over, started implementing systems and models into the business, really still trying to do it myself from what I was hearing from people as opposed to actually learning about the Red Book went horribly right and horribly wrong all at the same time uh, had some success but nothing measurable nothing duplicatable and uh and again didn't really know what i was doing so that that relationship ended in terms of the business together and then uh, i got an opportunity to be a lead listing agent which i'd never heard of really i looked into the mrea kind of found where it was in there the model was there when you get to a certain level, you put someone in place that they just handle your listings. I was uh, in the middle of having a baby at the time and thought this is a really great way to create some sustainability in my life, create some structure in my life and learn from a massive organization at the time with, uh, with Call Cleaves. And they were doing some really interesting and big things. And they were one of the top teams in the nation. So it, it just made perfect sense. Um, jumped into that and, and really saw what a high level business that was following the model looked like and, and learned more in probably the first three months of being with that organization than I did in my first five years alone. Wow. And I think that was uh, probably around the time where we got originally connected to was back back then. So yeah. that ended, what, six, <laughs> six years ago? It was six years ago. Yeah, six years ago, we were in bold. And uh, that was my third time taking bold, but really my first time fully investing in it, where when I took it, I was like, okay, I'm going all in on bold. I'm going to give it everything I have. I've got little pieces that have helped my life, but I haven't made massive change. And so got into that bold, met, met, you know, guys like yourself, Mark Loeffler, I think was in that bold with us as well. There's, there's a number of big earners and big producers that were in that bold. I remember looking around the room kind of going, how do I get there? Right. How do, how do I become the next Mark or the next Roy or, or this and that and, and started asking questions and everybody just kept saying well just follow the model it's not it's it's simple it's not easy but just go back to the model and so got a, another copy of the red book couldn't find my other one started reading it front to back and then i hired a coach and my coach stopped telling me to look at it as a book right and my coach was like listen it's a manual it's not a book it should be on your desk at all times you refer to it constantly for where you are in your business because whatever you need throughout your business it's going to be in there so i uh, got out of business with the team the following year and uh you know kind of again found myself in limbo trying to figure out you know where do i want to go with this and you know started digging into some higher level courses started looking at what my why was i know we don't talk about that enough but you know we're all here for a purpose and for a reason and you know without it there, there's burnout and loss of momentum so started really investing in myself and developing my why and once i realized that it was to help people then then the team and starting businesses had to be the next the next step had to be awesome and so uh couple things there bold so that's the business objective at life by design um, yeah you got, you got it. that right and so yeah. how many times have you been through that one i know i've been through 10 myself and it keeps coming back keeps coming up and is always a good opportunity to uh to grow um, yeah so if i count if i count bold pivots i'm at seven um you know not not quite at the 10 number there um for me bold bold has been pivotal i mean i wouldn't say it's the one thing that changed my life but it's certainly on the list of things that that gave me the right mindset to get my my button gear and uh, to really stop 
being a victim, right? I, mean, I don't know how many times we hear that throughout throughout what you and I do and, and in talking with other people. And it's that victim mentality where, you know, if, if I had what that person had, I could be a successful. If I could do this, I could be a successful and really just taking the, the BS away and just looking at it and saying, I'm responsible for my life and I'm going to make the changes that I need to get where I need to get to. Awesome. Awesome. A great course to help you kind of clarify, I think, your, your personal missions and things like that, right? And in your vision. Um, and so a great course to take if you haven't already and you're watching this. Uh, check it out. Find a, find a time where it's coming. It's, I guess at this point it's virtual, but it's, uh, it's probably going to come back live again at some point here. And, and then you talked about the MREA again, too. We've talked about that a lot. Now, this is a book that's, what, 15, 16 years old at this point? Yeah, I think um, it's it's 16 years old and it's still relevant today. And I know part of, you know, we keep hearing that there's a new one coming out and everyone's gets, getting excited about it. And, and then you go back and you realize that there's not much that has changed. And the reason they haven't launched the new one is because the original book's still just as relevant today as it was, you know, 16, 17 years ago. It's, it's, it's a game changer. I mean we became realtors. We didn't become business owners. Right. And, and so if you didn't come out of owning your own businesses prior to this, you probably are coming in from a different career. You're probably coming in from, um, you know, another job or a retail job or something else. We know real estate isn't always the first choice for the majority of realtors that come in. It's usually career number two or number three, but we're realtors. We're not business owners. And so the MREA teaches how to set up your, your real estate business as a true business, running models like the economic model and the budget model uh, so you can track your profitability, your growth model and your organizational model. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, I can't say enough about it that, that there's one book that we all have that essentially can change every single one of our lives. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, if there was uh, one suggestion, you know, for someone starting out looking at building a team type of uh, approach to real estate, yeah. I think, I think you'd probably say what I would say is that you got to go get that book before you do you anything, get it. because because yeah. your entire model of how you're gonna build out the, your your team is really there, and you can go creative and get a little customized it down the road, but to start out and get the foundational pieces there, like you got your four basic. Um, models in there to follow right so you're one and even i was talking to an agent the other day who's with another company we're talking about it and i said you know have you ever read the red book and they're like yeah i read it like eight years ago and never picked it up again and i'm going what are you failing at in your business and they were like they they listed off a bunch of stuff and and we all know the same stuff right accountability and team building and hiring and all the other things that are in there that we all struggle with and i I just kind of looked at the agent and i said well why don't you pick the book up and i think it was page like 195 i was like flip to that and and I'm pretty sure it's the organizational model. And the person like did, and they were like, oh, here's all the answers that I need. And they're with another company. I mean, it's it's not a secret to us. We are built on it, so it's a little bit different for us. However, you could be anywhere in the world at any company, grab that book and start implementing the things in there. What I found really cool about it was I had the opportunity to, to fly down to Texas with Gary um, and a, 170 other entrepreneurs. And Gary was actually teaching this to non-real estate people. So we had 170. I was I was one of three realtors in the room. Everybody else owned another business. Lady sitting next to me owned a smoothie stand and was implementing the MREA in her business because she didn't know how to build a business. Um, guy behind me 
uh, he was running a tech company, um, an app development company. We actually ended up getting together and developing an app together. And he was in the same boat. He was like, I have no idea how to start a business. So he attended this wealth building, empire building session with Gary Keller. And he's built his tech business on the foundations and the models that we're building our real estate business on. And he's now wildly successful. Um, we chatted a few months ago and he was telling me all the different things he's doing internationally now just by that course. So, so that was really one of the big mind blowers for me at the start of this whole thing about five, five and a half years ago was being able to be in that room and believe that, hey, this can work for any business. And, and Sandy, I know you've got a number of businesses and you'd probably find that your structure probably mimics things that you're taught in the MRA all the way through. I totally agree. Yeah, 100%. And um, that's our, our property management company was totally <clears throat> very, very much so built on that with having Kate, my wife, being a former team leader in, in Keller Williams. Obviously, she was pretty ingrained uh, on, on those models. And it's it's been massively important to the growth of that business. And like you got your, your lead generation model, your economic model, your uh, budget model, and then your organization model too. So even how you, how you set it up, but then how you, how did you grow it and how do you make those hires, what, what those hires look like and what you should be paying them. Maybe all those things are all yeah. in that, in that book. And, and these are the questions that people ask us all the time. And it's like, well, <laughs> almost not even worth answering until they've read that book to at least get their foundational pieces there well, right? well and that's it right whether you're brand new you're seasoned business owner it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in if, if you're running a successful business or you want to run a successful business and you want to eventually be able to leverage that or sell the business or create time for yourself why why would you not just jump into the one thing that changes that every single time for you talks about team building we know that you know teams are one of the big ways of the future you know we know tech is another big way of the future but teams dominate at a level that that most other single agents can't. And when you really want big things for yourself in real estate, I don't know if there's any way to do it um, without getting into some sort of team relationship, um, whether you're on it or you're you're creating it yourself. So why don't we, uh, you know, and then we'll, I, I really want to hit on the expansion part at some point here too. But why don't we talk about your your team there? I know. You know, it's not an easy road to to grow the the team and you know ups and downs there. What why don't we hit on a couple of failures just to to um you know I think people oh, the can first... learn from the failures, right? What, what were some of the big ones for you as you were growing? So so the first big one was building the team and so year one we we grew to five agents. We did uh, not nearly enough business to support five agents, and at the end of the year, everyone left. So I, I stepped out on my own. I was like, I'm going to build this team. It's going to be awesome. Got into conversations, brought people in, hired an admin, uh, rented space, got, got some lease space for the team, and was having a great year. September, October rolls around, which is always when, for whatever reason in our world, if things are going to blow up, September, October, November seem to be where it starts to happen. And then by December, it's like mass exodus. So um, for me, it happened in October. I came in one day and the first person was like, Hey, I love it. I love the team. You're missing so much. You're, you're so junior to this. We're out. And then that sort of had a snowball effect. And so by the end of October, um, it was just me back in the lease space by myself. Um, I, I believe Matt, our business partner, had come on by then. So I think it was just me and Matt kind of looking at each other, 1,400 square feet of space and then just kind of staring at each other going, okay, well, now what? And, you know, in typical fashion, most of us top earners, we don't know how to quit. We don't know what failure is like. So kind of went back again and, and probably going to hear me say this over and over again. I went back to the book and the one thing was the other book and I need to get my mindset right. 
I signed up for bold again because I needed that that mindset kick in October and uh, grabbed the MREA and kind of went back to basics. What am I missing? And, and so rebuilt the model. And within a year from that, we were back to five agents again, and uh, we were doing more production than we were the year before. Awesome. So one year kind of step back, go kind of probably a couple steps back to move forward. Uh, you know, a few big Absolutely. steps, right. I think would have been the key there and, and going back to the, I heard you say, go back to the model again. So something, I missed know, something. I didn't know yeah. what I missed, but I missed something. <laughs> I think that's going to be the key to this. Probably this whole show is, is going back to those models and making sure we follow them because everyone loves to get entrepreneurial right early on oh. even. And, and it's so tempting when you're in uh, in real estate, you're kind of an entrepreneurial mindset probably to begin with. And it's so tempting to go stray from that model yet. It's so important that you don't, so you can actually build that foundation. The foundation is the biggest piece I think to, to, to get there. And, um, and cause if you don't have that foundation, people come and they leave and they come and they leave and they don't see the value. Right. And it's, it's that well, foundational we, we piece. Houses, that's Andy, right. I mean, we, we do real estate and, and when we look at foundations, what's the number one thing that can kill a deal is a foundation crack or a foundation issue. They walk away every single time when there's, when there's foundation issues, it just makes it that much harder to sell that, that property. Well, your team's no different. And, you know, one of the things I had to learn is that you've got to, you've got to build it in a way that you understand and recognize they're going to leave you. Um, if, if you're building a team or thinking about building a team, there's no such thing as hundred percent retention. It just doesn't happen. Um, if you've done your job right, they should be able to leave you. So if you've, if you've trained them properly, if you've built it properly, if you've done stuff within the model properly, you're going to create the next set of top earners, the next set of top producers. And when that happens, you, you know, you just got to know that they might be looking outside and they might want to go do it themselves. And that's okay because you did your job. Love that. Love that comment there. That's amazing. And you, you, people have to grow. Your business has to grow and the people inside it have to grow. And in, inevitably they're going to, at some cases, they're going to grow super fast and, and go off and do something else. But yeah. did they leave behind some systems or models that others can oh, jump absolutely. on and, and keep going with? Right. That's the, that's the key there. Um, well, when I love that, right. Because I, I enjoy seeing other people be successful. I mean, when people step out, there are people that step out and, and they never get back to where they should be. And they don't have the successes because, you know, they underestimated what the models and systems did for their business and the ability to, to focus on their big five, their, their big rocks, which is lead gen and lead follow for number one and number two. And then they, they leave and they put all the other things on their plate and admins and paperwork and all that stuff that when building a team, we, we take the pain away. But then there are other people that they learn along the way, they grow with you and they, they outgrow you, so to speak, or they grow so fast that they, they need more that you can't provide. And that's one of the best things that can actually happen if you're building a team, because that shows you that your systems are working. Your models are working. People can plug in and they can grow really fast. The difference I think there and what I've started doing, and I know you're doing it as well, is now we got to grow ourselves faster. So if someone's in your organization and they're hitting your ceiling and they're pushing against you, I, and every time that it's happened or every time that I've lost someone, or I don't want to say lost, but gotten out of business with someone that's gone on to do something that was massively talented, I had to look back in the mirror and kind of go, okay, where did I fail that person? And where did I not grow big enough? And in, in every single case, it was, you know, they hit my ceiling, I wasn't moving fast enough. And so I need to go back to the drawing board, figure out my growth plan and start growing faster so that I can encompass those people within my world. Your business grows to the extent that you do, right? And if you're if you're always growing to the next level, you're you're the biggest, uh, you know, got the biggest personal growth out of your whole team or company. 
people are going to hang around because they want to learn from you and, and follow you as a leader, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, nothing stays stagnant, right? You're either growing or you're dying, right? There is no, there is no equilibrium. Like that's a myth. People think that, you know, you hear about, you know, I want, I want work-life balance. I want this, I want that. And it's not that you can't have those things, but if you want, if you don't want the extremities of it all, and, and I had someone sit me down and kind of say that, like, why not want a massively large business and why not want the perfect family life? Well, that's going to come with some ebb and flows and you're not going to be able to, to this idea of balance is is almost a myth because your business isn't going to get you at 100%. Your family's not going to get you at 100% if you're sitting in balance. So you need to figure out how can I give my business everything that I have and then go home and give your family or your spouse or whatever your home life looks like, give that 100% when you're there. And then, you know, that comes back into scheduling, systems and models, putting things in place that your business kind of goes on autopilot so that you can give the best of yourself no matter what you're doing. Love that. Love that. And so agents, agents that are on your team, well, can we, let's dive a little bit on the, what they do day to day. Like what is, you mentioned yeah. there's five things uh, yeah. that they would typically do a lot of. And you said lead generation, lead follow-up. What else, like what does an agent do in, on your team? Uh, so script every day. That, that's a big one. You got to script every day. You got to hone your skills, right? I mean, the, the war is not won necessarily on the battlefield. It's one on the training ground. So, you know, you've got a script, you got to know your stuff every single day. And then the other two, right? You got to book appointments every day. And you got to go on appointments and you got to write contracts. And that's it. Like when, when you're with our organization, we don't want you focusing on anything else. So we've taken all the other pain away. And I'll listen to agents that are solo agents. And you get to that 22 number as a solo agent and you start just, just hitting burnout. Like I got to do paperwork. And I got to update the website. And I got to send the leads and I got to run the ad and I got to call the photographer and I got to do this and I got to do that. And it's, it's almost the one thing that stops a lot of agents when they hit that mark from having this massive growth because they get bogged down in the stuff. So what we've realized is let's just take the stuff away for you. You can focus on the big five. And after that, the rest of your time and your life is, is sort of yours. And we're having, we're having really good success with it. Perfect. And, you know, getting to that point, I'm sure it was, you know, obviously some ups and downs, but how, how did you build out the back end uh, staff and the bits of support to, to get it so the agents don't have to do all that other crap? <laughs> how did you find the right people or, uh, you know, the right systems for that? Part? Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, we talked about failures. Um, that one wasn't easy. I mean, I went through four different administrators prior to, to getting into business with Sam. And, uh, you know, I was, Sam was with our team at the time. She was an agent on the team, licensed agent with the team and uh, watching me kind of go through all this pain. And, and Sam had come from a administrative background prior to that. And we'd just gotten out of business with another one of our admins. And whenever you lose someone, you're going to wear that hat. It's just the way it goes. Right. And when you lose someone that's as pivotal as that, that's a hat that you just never want to get back and uh so somehow midsummer i get this hat back three years ago and i'm coming in i'm trying to lead gen in the morning process paperwork book for talk like i'm trying to do all this stuff for our organization because we had four agents at the time and i did a shit job excuse my french i did an absolute terrible job of doing it um and and sam started helping and as we started talking about vision and where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do, um, she's uniquely talented and, and put her hand up and sort of said, I want to take this organization where you want to go. And I'm bought in on the vision. And so we, we started um, essentially, you know, making it sort of a, a trial process. And there were some metrics that had to be hit and Sam hit every single one of them. And from there, she's been a big driving force for how 
our organization grows and what we do. And, and I had to really learn to trust in the process with her, um, with anyone in that position. And you go through three or four breakups at that position, it's very hard to trust. And so she finally said, you know, hey, I need you to let go. We need to kind of function together. I know you've got a great deal in your world, so you, you know all about that as well. And, um, you know, when it comes to looking for talent in the hiring position, you, you got to trust in other people because they're probably better than us. Um, that's why they're there. And that's not the stuff we're good at. So we're entrepreneurial by nature. Building systems and models isn't the thing that we're going to be great at. Most of us, some of us are really good at it, but most of us aren't. And so trusting in and finding that talent and being willing to, to support that talent in their growth so they can grow your organization with you. And I, and I heard you say she was kind of pushing you a little bit too. So that's usually what we find yeah. in the best people that we hire, right? That we get around us is that they're pushing us like crazy and, yeah. and making us, forcing us to raise our, our levels so that they can, um, cause they need to, you know, when they're growing they're, again, we're, they're, you got to grow at their pace or beyond or else they're going to push through. And, and, um, and, and it's great when they push you cause it helps you and, and inspires you to keep going yourself. Right. Well, one and, and that trust piece, right, as well, Sandy. Like, I mean, Sam Sam pushes me every single day, and and continues to raise my leadership lid. Um, but but there has to be mutual trust there, right? I mean, a lot of people that that we help, and that we coach, and and stuff like that. You'll listen to them, and they'll talk to their admins, and and you can just tell there's just no trust there. And year after year, you see them in the exact same positions, or whoever the five people that they surround themselves with, or the five in their organization that are helping them build, and there isn't that back and forth trust, and it just falls apart every time so you said you went through three or four um i just want to go a little deeper on this one because it's a huge one i think a lot of people struggle with hiring that first administrative uh person in their in their world so you went through a few of them um i know sam maybe came in a, in a different form but what would yeah. you advise someone out there is trying to build their team and they're looking for that first administrative hire because we know when we follow the MRA, you should be doing that before you go start going and getting agents. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna have no, otherwise, no foundation for the agents to get value from, right? You got but it. you need someone to build that out. What do you? Uh, what is? What's some advice on that in terms of um, how do you set the table so that they can thrive in your world when you make? Well, that well the best thing that that I went back and did was uh, at the time it was recruit select. They hadn't flipped it over to career visioning yet, and um, this hiring course it's a model on hiring how to how to do it. And even though Sam put her hand up, we still went through CV. We still went through the KPA process and the at the time I believe it was the ABA process and we still look through everything to find what was going to make her successful as we went through. So we still followed the model, even though um, we weren't technically following the model, if that makes sense, because um, she was already within the organization. But prior to that, I didn't do anything. I, I was very entrepreneurial about it. My first hire, I remember sitting at Tim Hortons for the interview. I had no systems around. And I was like, hey, what are you good at? I'm good at answering the phones and doing paperwork. You're hired. Um, it was sort of, you know, a wing. And then the, the second one was similar to that. The third one came in kind of as a referral, but I didn't have any any models. And uh, my OP at the time had sort of said to me, hey, you need to become a master of hiring. I need you to take Recruit Select seven times. So I took Recruit Select seven times in one year. I flew for five of those. Two of those were in Ontario. Uh, one was in Texas. One was in Boston. I basically traveled just everywhere that I could go to take this course. Took it seven times. Thought I was really good at it. Sam was the first one that I put through that process. And really, it, it made it seamlessly easy. So, so now it's changed to career visioning. And I've taken that four times. I know Sam's taken it. And she'll be taking it again when it comes back. And I encourage everyone, you know, if you're thinking about hiring, find a course that, that hires or teaches you how to hire, gives you the model, gives you the personality types you're looking for. It's, it's, 
it's so simple. Like it, it made my life so much easier. And then as Sam's been hiring for other people in the role within her department, she just goes back to the the career visioning portion of it, follows the model again. And uh, we're in we're in amazing talent with Laura, our client care, and the two of them are are effectively functioning um, for probably four admins. And so we're at that point now where we need to hire as well so they can create leverage in their world. And we're just going to follow the model again, go back to career visioning, follow the book, do what it says and make the next hire. Awesome. So I, and then leverage series is, is the full, I think the name for it now, right? Um, yeah. Amazing course. If someone wants info on that, you can find it uh, either reach out to me or, or Andre, I'm sure would help uh, connect you to that course. It's a great one. And it's coming. Um, it's usually in person around our areas every what, quarter a few times every a quarter year. once a quarter yeah and with virtual you know we're, we're probably seeing it almost every month now virtually and i know in october I, i've heard it's it's coming back again so we're gonna be doing it again in october and and i'm excited i can't wait i think every time i'm in the room and, and not only just just the course itself right being in a room or on a zoom call with 40 or 50 other team builders and top earners and top performers like you leave every single time with stuff that you can implement in your business and and can help your business grow Totally agree. And and so who's going to be making these hires for your team here? You, you got to hire a few admins. Who's who's responsible for that? Sam's doing that. That that won't fall on my plate anymore. Awesome. So you're you're kind of giving her the the platform to to kind of go do that and build her leverage for her her world, which she's essentially running a business within your business, right? She's running absolutely an administrative business. Yeah, she's running a support business. We we've nicknamed them Team Awesome because they're they absolutely crush it right now. And you know, I know she's she's in talks with other teams and she's helped other people set their stuff up. And it's it's starting to become, like you mentioned, a business with inside the business, similar to what expansion is. It's a business inside the business again. We've given them a great foundation and she has that leverage to create what she needs in her department. And amazing segue because I wanted to hit it on the expansion a little bit. What what does that look like? Um, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people in Canada seem to not. Maybe they've heard about it, but they nobody's not a whole lot of people doing it at a high level. I know mm. that, that that we know a lot of people in the U.S. that are just absolutely going crazy with this, and they're all over the the, the country in the U.S. or all over the world, even in some cases in other countries. So, um, and there's a couple coming to Canada, which is interesting that I've seen lately. So it's going to start coming up here a lot more, but, yeah. but you've already got a couple uh, of your own versions of that. What does that look like when, what, what is expansion too, to begin with? Well, well, expansion simply put is, is the ability, I would look at it like a franchise. So it's the ability to be in another area. Maybe you already send that area a lot of leads. Maybe you already service in that area. Maybe you like to invest in that area. Maybe, you know, kind of set up similarly to you. And it's an area that there's a lot of good business and you can expand into that area. In every city, the, the competition is is intense, right? So if, if you're in Hamilton, you're gonna have a natural ceiling in Hamilton, I'm gonna have a natural ceiling here. When we looked at that opportunity thing, what is the biggest thing that agents struggle with? It's all the back end stuff. So when I talk about Team Awesome and what they do, we get to take a lot of that pain away from those agents where they can actually start focusing on the top five and build their team within our organization, sharing in the expenses. So you're not taking everything on alone. You're getting coaching, you're getting systems and models, you're getting a proven system that already works and guaranteed success. And so in both our uh, expansion locations, both teams are doing extremely well. Kristen came on in Cambridge at the start of the year and she's already already over 58 units with her organization with four four agents and they're on pace to do 100 transactions this year in their first year with us because 
she wasn't good at the rest of the stuff and she was a great leader and a great a great builder and so she gets to focus on the things that she loves every day and so when she goes home at night she's fulfilled like she's not worrying about problems or dealing with you know books or this or that or paperwork or any other stuff she's doing what she loves which is leading and inspiring agents and doing it at a really high level so that 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 is a, a really long way to explain expansion but it's basically putting a version of your team in a city with a with a talented person and building another version of your team there while supporting it from a hub and the hub takes care of all your back end and all your pain for you and so the the growth version of that that person or that group in a, in a new area is that they're just going to hire agents essentially right and they're not going to have to worry you know they might have some admin support if they once they get big and but they're not probably worrying too much about that they're just hiring a group of sales they're hiring a sales team and that's that's yeah. it really right yeah because you're, you're going to take away the lead gen right so you're going to you're going to well sorry you're not going to take it away you're going to enhance the lead generation you're going to enhance the, the the operation so when we go back to the the four models right lead generation economic budget and organization you're taking all the the three except for organization away and that's the only thing they got to focus on build a business that's it everything else is done and so you get to run really fast is i think the difference and so when we look at when we look at teams i mean you started your team i started mine we know the pain of the first three years it sucks like it's it's up it's down you're losing money you're making money finances are everywhere it's it is it is a fun ride but it's certainly a painful ride and when you plug into expansion you get to supercharge that and when you talk about, you know, guys coming to the States, I mean, or coming from the States, we've got two massive organizations that are here now and they're doing, you know, a billion dollars in gross commission income. So when you look at your world and you look at a world like that, where you're going to get to plug in with a billion dollar organization, you're going to learn some stuff. You're going to be able to do things at a much higher level, a lot faster. And so, you know, I know that you're doing the same thing. We're basically creating our versions of those billion dollar empires here and and seeing where it goes because we want to be in business with talented people and that talent that comes into the organization forces us to grow so much faster and so much bigger as well awesome yeah and i think uh you know for those watching that aren't aware of that happening in canada just look out for these big teams coming they're coming they're coming from the us with a with they see the opportunity like like i know you and i have talked a lot about off uh offline about uh the massive opportunities in Canadian real estate because there's such few big, big, big businesses kind of doing things yet. And the U S we've seen it, the big, bigger teams taking over, um, moving into different States and all that. And that's bound to happen here. It's going to, it's either going to be us or it's going to be them coming in and, and kind of Absolutely. feeding in our, our world, right. And, and taking over themselves, which is starting to happen. Well, and Gary's been saying for years that as real estate continues to move forward, solo agents are just gonna they're they're gonna have a harder and harder time. It's not that they can't do it. It's just gonna be tougher and tougher as as business continues to evolve and real estate continues to evolve and companies like Zillow, Real Realogy, which is Amazon owned, Amazon bought Realogy, as as these big tech companies start to come in and start to change the way we do our business. Teams are going to be one of the safe havens that that because of the systems and models, the way we talk to our database, everything that's plugged in, teams are going to do exceptionally well through this process. And the solo agents, not that they won't do well, but they're going to have a harder challenge trying to compete against a big brokerage or a big team or another company that's tech enabled and the budget's not going to be there. And, you know, they're, they're just not going to be able to operate at, at that level. And we're already seeing it with with commissions going down. And agents cutting their commissions just to get the deal. They're going to do the deal at three percent just so they can have it. And it's because they just there's just not enough value there for them within their business. Because if they were set up properly, they had good backend systems, they were marketing properly and doing all the things that they did, 
they wouldn't need to cut their commission because in the absence of value, price and commission become the only thing that's negotiable. So it's a good idea. Well said, well said. So I um, uh, got a, you know, five or so minutes left here, but I wanted to hit on, um, you talked about technology a little bit there and some of the big players that are coming into the, this industry. Um, really fascinated with what that's going to look like over the next three, five, 10 years. Um, yeah. There's some really interesting kind of things that play there, but um, what's your, you know, we know Keller Williams has some amazing technology. I know you're pretty familiar with it now, getting more familiar with it and, and starting to utilize it at a pretty high level. Um, that's going to be something that I, I think is just, really important to, to dive deeper in if you're not using a technology-based uh if you're not with a technology-based company that has some form of options for that for you, you you've got to go ahead and do something on your own and it's going to be pretty pretty difficult i think just talk Absolutely. about um you know you, you run the brokerage obviously so you're, you're you're helping your agents get their tech going and uh, and i'm sure that's almost a daily occurrence for you what, what's your look for what that looks like <laughs> and uh, and maybe touch on the kw technology and how that's helping you grow we, you know, the, the entrepreneur in me, Sandy, over the last 11 years, I've always wondered what's going to be the thing that that blockbusters us or Ubers us or, you know, whatever the different Netflix us or, you know, we're, we're one of the few industries that still ran like an old boys club, so to speak, or, or like an older way of doing things. Every other industry has had a massive technology shift. All right. Every everyone that's watching this or listening to this has probably taken an Uber or jumped, you know, gone on Amazon and ordered something or jumped on Netflix or Crave or whatever they're using. Like the, the world has changed around us. And real estate now is, is going to be the next thing that that happens with. So when we started forecasting it years ago and I started looking at it, I started wondering what was going to be that thing that that took us out. What was going to be that thing that came and said, hey, you know, you're going to buy houses online. And we know that that's happening in a lot of states south, uh, south of us. And we know that that's starting to show up in Canada as well with the iBuyer program where they're offering our sellers, you know, cash for their houses upfront before it ever hits the market, no commission. So there's going to be so much competition that kicks into place. But the one thing that technology can't replace is our database, is the, is the personal connection that we have with people. So when we look at command in our market center, as well as on our team, command gives us the opportunity to connect with people at a much higher level. Now there's tons of other CRMs out there. There's tons of different things that you can use. I don't know of any other one that's as, as built on exactly those systems and models that we talk about. It's built on the book that we all know and love. And so plugging in a command and plugging into something that was pre-built for us. I mean, Gary, Gary's up to what, $5 billion in, in what he spent in the last decade on getting it to this point for us, which is unheard of. And a big portion of that is to keep Zillow and Amazon and these companies that want to basically make us showing assistance. You're going to get an app on your phone is the rumor that I'm hearing. And you're going to get a buzz. You're within 20 minutes of a showing. Please go open the door. You know, and they're going to pay you for whatever that looks like. So in their world, that's what they would like to see happen to the rest of us in real estate. We make a lot of money. We get paid really well for what we do, but it comes at a really big expense. And we don't start developing relationships and talking to people every single day. As owners, we got to talk to our agents every day. As agents, we got to talk to our clients every single day. And if we don't create and solidify those relationships, we are going to get Netflixed and, and you know, a company like Amazon is going to come in and they're going to start selling houses online and we're going to become showing assistants and we're going to lose what's important to us. So dig into tech. If you're a new agent, veteran agent, starting a team, building a team. I don't think it matters. You need to get tech enabled now. You need to start looking at what your competitors are doing. You need to start figuring out how you close the gap on your tech learning and you need to just do it. Like it's 2020. 
the pandemic that we just went through or still going through just showed us how big tech is to our lives and the companies that pivoted like KW that pivoted really well within tech are still here standing and a lot of other companies are struggling right now and so it's a tech world. We know that it, it has to be embraced. And, and so I'd be telling everybody, you know, look at something like command or whatever that, that if you think there's something that can do that for you, but, but get in a command, start looking at it, start growing your business around it and start plugging in. There's, you know, Gary went and got us Google as one of our primary big data providers. And we're in business together. Actually, Google approached Gary and said they wanted to be in business with us. And so when Google's doing that, it's it's a pretty exciting win. I mean, anything that Google touches is gold. And so I'm excited to see where tech's going to go. But we we plug in hard and we stop making excuses about it and just decided, hey, it's a tech world. Let's be techie. Whether you like it or not, you just need to have a basic understanding. Awesome. Well said there. Well said. And um, obviously, so let's let's just hit it quickly on KW. We talked about it a lot. You kind of you know uh, alluded to it and, and some of the values there. What's the biggest thing that has in Keller Williams and you're at a, at a very high level in the company now with having your own brokerage and, and uh, touching on the technology, what are the biggest things for you and how has been, how has it been in the company for you starting, you know, early on to now and um, you know, what's been the biggest impact that it's made on you as a person or as a, as your team building? Yeah. I mean, you know, as, as with any, with anything else, I think the biggest thing that you can do is, is plug into the culture. Um, that was one of the things that changed my world. And so, yes, the red book gave me the systems and models. Yes. I had a lot of different things. One of the things I had that that was unique to this company when I came back was that ability to connect with high level people like Sandy, you and I connected through that and been able to grow together. But I remember sitting with another agent and, and they were texting Ben Kinney at the time. And Ben at the time was the number two, agent in all of Keller Williams and he was doing massive, massive production even then and he's continued to grow his business. And this agent was at the same level as me. And I'm like, how are you doing that? How are you texting someone in the States that's in five locations at the time or seven locations at the time? You know, they're doing two, three million in gross commission. It might have even been more than that by then, closer to closer to four or five million in gross commission. And you're having a text conversation and you're, you know, you're an eighty thousand, hundred thousand dollar agent. And that culture of giving and sharing has been what supercharged my business is the ability to reach out to top earners like yourself and say, hey, Sandy, I've got a problem. What are you doing? How is how have you adapted through that? And being able to share in those resources, come back to the organization, put it in place, and then continue to run at a really fast level. So you, you, can't, you can't put a dollar sign to that. You can't, you know, there, there's nothing you can, I've never seen it in any other company or any other business where the 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 want for everyone to be successful is so great where we're all in this together, no matter what. So that, that was probably the number one thing. Awesome. I, I totally agree too. It's the, there's a lot of other great things that, that, that little uh, intangible there is probably second to none in the business is, is the ability to connect and, and have that growth share sharing mindset that everyone's got and, uh, and the abundant mindset to, to just grow together and, and just well, Sandy, I'll give you an example. Last week we were chatting, we were talking about growth and all the big things we want to do. And I, I started thinking about who's, who's where we are, who's, who's where we want to be, who's where we want to go to. And it ended up being Chris Suarez, who just partnered with Ben and they're, you know, they're going to do what 5,000 units next year and, and massive, massive amount of business, be the first team to do the level of business that they wanted to do. And as I was starting to think about my vision, 
direction and where I wanted to go, I actually just reached out to Chris and I hadn't talked to him in a really long time. I hadn't talked to him since family reunion. And I just sent him a text and said, Hey, hope all is well. Would love to connect with you. And within 24 hours, we we're on a call together. And he was telling me about all the incredible things that their organization is going to be doing with place and where they're going to be going and what they've done to pivot through COVID and how they're having their best year ever in a pandemic. And so the 30 minutes that I had there, I got I got three or four pages worth of notes that we can implement and, and pivot in our business and make us better as well. Like you, you just can't put a, you can't put a price tag to that. Awesome. And, and then that group you're talking about specifically is in Canada, in Toronto, at least for starters. I'm not sure if they're anywhere else yet, but I'm sure they will be. So uh, it's a name to, to look out for coming into Canada and, and kind of probably making a big impact on the real estate market in, in some ways we progress forward here. Absolutely. So, you know what? Awesome stuff you shared here, Andre. I would um, love to keep going, but I think we've got to wrap up here and uh, hopefully, you know, listeners have found some value in this and I'm sure that you'd be wide open to having someone reach out to you and learn about a bit more about what your business looks like or, you know, really whatever, Absolutely. whatever you can to help with, uh, you know, with their progress in real estate. So what's the best way for someone to reach out to you uh, to learn? So, more? so I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, Andre Chin KW on both those platforms. You can email me uh, at, at info at uh, compassrealestateadvisors.com, compassreadvisors.com. You can text me 519-505-2775. You can call me. I can't guarantee I'll call you back, but text is probably the easiest way. Um, or hit me up on social media, Instagram or Facebook. Happy to chat with anyone. That culture of sharing is is a big part of our organization. So we're happy to share any of our systems, anything that we're doing with anyone out there that wants help. Awesome stuff. Awesome. And uh, love when you shoot out the text too. They, they can uh, reach out to me too if they like uh, on text. Probably not call, but text is great. 416-567-3866. Definitely respond to the text. Um, great way to start out the conversation. And you can reach me to uh, across social media platforms and and probably uh, you know through this uh, Facebook page for the show even as well. So go ahead and do that. We'd love to help you grow some more. And um, you know that kind of wraps things up for us here with our first episode. Uh, Andre, any last words before we check off here? No, Sandy, I'm excited. I'm glad you're doing this. I want to say thank you for having me. I mean, I love the concept. I love the idea. Um, you know, we know Gary has always said, you know, teams, large teams are going to be the next biggest thing in real estate. You know, there are teams out there that are making, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars net. And so if you want to do really big things, start looking at how to build a team, even if it's just a small team, you, one or two administrators, the leverage you're going to get, you can make so much more money. You know, it's not a, it's not a cost in as you look at it. Oh, you know, I don't want to take on a salary. That salary should, should net you 10 times what you've put out there. So if you're putting 40 or 50 K out, you should be making 500 plus on that. So think big, dream big and, uh, you know, listen to things like this and, and connect with us and, uh, we're here to help. One last thing is I almost forgotten. And I saw the, 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 the photo behind you there. You got your own podcast that just launched or is launching. Yeah. What's it called? Where can they find that info? So, so we've got the real estate hustle, uh, similar to the team building. We're going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit tweaked on that. We want to talk about the, the trials and tribulations and the, the hustle of this industry. Everyone thinks coming into real estate, you know, you're going to, you're going to get a BMW right away. You're going to dress sharp. You're going to be in your suit every day. It's hard work. And so we wanted to focus on people that are putting the time in, putting the effort in and building massive wealth through real estate and through that hustle. So we're called the real estate hustle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Spotify, Apple music. We'll be launching uh the first week of october um and sandy you were our first guest as well so if you guys want to hear more about sandy's story come on over check us out you'll be able to listen in on that perfect perfect i uh, love doing this with you andre thanks so much and uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in 
Uh, that is the first episode of the Team Bailey Podcast for Canadians. We will talk with you all again soon.